0: Money Talk is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Welcome to Money Talk, the longest-running weekly personal finance radio show in Wisconsin. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300 List know
1: the difference now here are your hosts dave spano and mark oswald and here we go it is money talk annex wealth management i'm danny clayton good morning mark oswald good morning derek felsky
2: good morning good morning danny
1: so on monday i disappeared to montana for a week it was pretty blissful because i did not have a cell signal and it was pretty good i just got back in town yesterday and i'm wondering What happened last week? That's why we do the Week in Review.
3: Well, we certainly do. And, you know, if you were away for the entire week, Derek, you you, you missed a lot of drama, number one. There was a lot of things that happened since last Thursday with the tweet that was, and certainly we got a lot of volatility in the markets. I think the two things that we focus on are monetary policy around the world and certainly what's going on with China, because that is impacting the markets. You know, at the end of the day, it was kind of flat. We saw the big down Monday and then some recovery midweek and then a pretty interesting Friday, but pretty flat. Week for investors as a whole.
2: Yeah, I think the overriding theme this week was that the U.S. and China trade relations are moving in the wrong direction. You know, we saw the president a week ago talk about the imposition of a 10% tariff on the remaining Chinese imports, which which would have a much bigger bite, right? Because we're talking about smartphones now, apparel and so on and so forth, which will negatively impact the consumer in terms of sticker shock. And that kind of weight on the markets and totally impacted the global bond
3: markets. So that's an excellent point there because when you start thinking about the consumer, you start thinking about GDP. When you're putting tariffs on things like steel and airplanes and and automobiles, it's not those big ticket items that don't tend to trickle down to the consumer as much as it does clothing and cell phones and all that kind of stuff. Does the consumer at some point in time have to bear the cost of the tariffs? Will that get into consumer spending, consumer confidence and start to be a drag on GDP?
2: It certainly can. I mean, one of the linchpins of this economy during the last couple of years has been the strength of the consumer, roughly 70 percent of GDP in the United States. Wage growth has been good. The unemployment rate is very low. So the consumer has been able to weather a lot of storms. And with the stock market doing as well as it has, that tends to boost consumer confidence. But that can be very shaky. That can change on, on a dime.
3: Do you think we get a trade deal before the election in 2020?
2: I think we will, but I, I think it won't, be, it won't address the real issue, which is intellectual property theft, uh, forcing U.S. companies to joint venture with Chinese companies. I, th- I think that's a much more difficult negotiation and one the Chinese will be reluc-
3: reluctant to deal with until after the election. I want to take our listeners back to December of 2018 when we were on this show and we were talking about the prospects of Fed rate hikes in 2019. At that point in time, the Fed was talking about potentially four rate hikes in 2019 through 2020. And now we're talking about rate cuts. July 31st, we got a rate cut. What are the prospects now for a rate cut going into September and into the end of the year? Certainly looking more
2: likely now than it did just a couple of weeks ago. You know, Chairman Powell probably misspoke when he said it was a mid-cycle correction, which caused some to believe that it was a one-and-done situation. But with interest rates overseas going down dramatically, the, the impact
3: of that 25 basis point cut has been mitigated. We maybe weren't acting aggressively enough, you know, we talk so often about the Fed trying to get to a normal rate. When you look at the neutral rate, when the Fed is doing its job and you have full employment, you got an economy that's growing, you don't have inflation that's running away, that number used to be around three or four percent. That's not the number anymore that they're trying to shoot for.
2: No, it absolutely is not. In fact, I think the Fed has had to alter its playbook any number of times recently. You know, there's this talk about the Phillips curve, the relationship between employment and inflation. And that seems to be a little out of whack as well, because we really haven't seen the type of wage growth you'd expect after a nine-year economic recovery
3: and an unemployment rate south of 4%. Usually you would see a dollar weakening when you're lowering interest rates and your economy starting to drag a little bit. We saw the dollar getting stronger. Because you're measuring it against other currencies and other world banks, whether it's the ECB or Japan or China, are being a little more aggressive than the United States right now. Does that impact U.S. stock markets?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things that's happened as a result of those negative rates in Europe where the entire German yield curve is now in negative territory, you're seeing demand for dollars because U.S. interest rates look far more appealing to overseas investors than
3: domestic rates do. Thinking this morning, you know, you, you could think that we're sounding pretty pessimistic about what's going on in the world. There's a lot of reasons to be hopeful right now for what's happening in our U.S. economy and what's happening with the stock markets. When you see the Treasury yields coming down as much as they are compared to the yield on the S&P 500, that makes stocks attractive. You're looking at employment numbers that are good. You're looking at a, an accommodative Fed, and you're looking at certainly a, a low inflationary
2: environment. Yeah, I think the, the initial focus would be a oh, lower rates are good for stocks because it may- makes him look more competitive relative to fixed income. But you have to think about why are these rates going down so precipitously? Is there weakness in the European banking system? Are rates overseas too low, therefore keeping our rates low because growth over there has, has diminished? We saw horrible numbers out of the German uh, economy this week. So basically, I think what we're doing here is we're kind of churning around. We've got a strong U.S. economy, but overseas economies are weaker and, and weakening still. The question is, will that negatively impact us down the road and affect earnings.
1: That's Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management, along with Mark Oswald. This is Money Talk. It is Saturday. It's August 10th. It's 1013. We're sitting at 75 degrees. High today is going to be 79 degrees with uh, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Still to come on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about Annex University. It's something that we offer for our clients. It's excellent. Number of different subjects. How do we run it and what can you learn? It's fantastic, so stick around for that. Also, 401k discipline. Uh, You hear the term 401k millionaires. They exist. We see them quite a bit at Annex Wealth Management, and uh, we've got a piece on that as well. If you're curious about what we do and how we do it, well, that's what this show is for, but you can also go to annexwealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. Get that free portfolio analysis. That is absolutely complimentary. And the way things are going lately, if things are a little bumpy for you, you might want a clear picture. Do that, and you can do that today. Annexwealth.com. Just click Get Started. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning
0: from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is Money Talk on
1: WTMJ website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button, and we'll get going with you next week and get that free portfolio analysis. And as far as uh, where you like to meet, it's easy. Elm Grove, Mequon, Lake Country, Appleton, downtown of the Pfister, and this big radio station, WTMJ. Since you can hear us just about everywhere, you can use Annex Everywhere at Simple Screen Share Technology. I'm Danny Clayton, our Chief Investment Officer.
3: Derek Felsky is here, and so is Mark Oswald. You know, Derek, when we do the show every week, I think it's an opportunity for our listeners to get a view of our investment committee and what we're currently thinking in terms of our portfolios and our portfolio construction. One of the things that we keep coming back to in our conversations every Tuesday morning when we get together is this idea of a potential recession down the road. Is this correction that we're going through right now the volatility, the big Monday that we had a down swing and and maybe retesting some of the bottoms that we hit back in May and June, is this just that or is this something more sinister?
2: It could be more sinister, but right now that obviously the verdict is still out, I would view this past week you know a sideways market action after a week, a fairly sharp losses the week before as kind of a draw you know we didn 't have a whole lot of news this week. The one big element I think that was that came into play on Monday was the uh, subtle devaluation of the Chinese currency it was thought by some to be a response by the Chinese to Trump's surprise tariff announcement the prior Thursday and that did unnerve the markets because clearly China if they want to can play currency games which can mitigate the impact of the tariffs and lead
3: to a whole escalation in this trade war. I want to get into that a little bit deeper because what Trump did or what the the Commerce Department did this week was they called China a currency manipulator. And that's a real thing. That's not just rhetoric. That is an actual status where you're calling out a country and saying you're doing something that's not good for the rest of the world. Explain that a little bit.
2: Well, Mnuchin a few months ago actually said that the Chinese were not engaged in manipulating their currency. In fact, the Chinese have actually been supporting their currency over the past few years because they want to get their currency to be more widely accepted as a reserve currency for global trade. But the Chinese clearly can impact that rate. And to the degree that they use that as a currency weapon, uh, that can certainly mitigate what the United States can do in a retaliatory way. But it also puts in place a a deflationary spiral because that negatively impacts currencies, not just in China, but in emerging markets and all the rest where there's a lot of dollar-based debt out there. And that could further weaken those economies at,
3: at a point where the global economy is fairly weak to begin with. Getting back to the U.S. dollar, Derek, when we think about what happens when you're trying to Decrease rates in your own country, and the U.S. dollar should be going down. It went up compared to other currencies, and you're not getting the effect that you want to. Is it possible that the U.S. Fed right now is shooting too early? I mean, if we do get to a recession, or even something more sinister than that, are we going to be out of bullets when it comes to monetary easing?
2: Well, that's that's certainly a risk, and you know the bond market is clearly acting the asking the Fed to Act now. In fact, you know we've talked about this last Tuesday. The odds of an intermediate rate cut is possible, really, given what the, the market's reaction to the most recent Fed cut was, given that it was largely baked
3: into the market and then was matched by other central banks around the world. Turn your attention to earnings, we have just completed almost all of the earnings reporting for the quarter. Some pretty decent numbers, some, uh, some big companies reporting some big news when you think about all of the companies that are out there that reported to date the banks and some of the technology companies. Anything really jump out at you in terms of companies that uh, you had maybe kept an eye on this quarter or the S&P 500 as a whole?
2: Well, the, the strongest earning beats were in, in three sectors, technology, financials, and healthcare. care. Tech and healthcare care have been very strong any, for any number of years. And financials, which are statistically cheap, did beat lowered expectations. The other thing i point out, though, is that for the earnings per share season as a whole, the earnings beat ratio was a little lower than we'd seen. In fact, the lowest beat ratio since the second quarter of 2017. So clearly this strong dollar, trade uncertainty and the like has negatively impacted corporate fundamentals. But overall the S&P did come in with a better than expected uh, year over year decrease in earnings, only down 1% versus estimates of a minus 3% at the beginning of the period. So I would look at earnings season kind of as a wash. And what we're really setting up for, I think, is is a fourth quarter rally provided the trump administration and china can come to some kind of watered down trade agreement prior to the end of the year Derek
1: felsky chief investment officer at annex wealth management along with mark oswald and danny clayton right along uh, money talk until 11 o'clock if you have any questions uh during the week we're at 262-786-6363 and you can you can Get started very easily. All you have to do is text two words to that number, get started, and we'll get you going with that free portfolio analysis. Our number, 262-786-6363 at Annex Wealth Management. Team, tech, trust, and a
0: fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say
1: that? This is Money Talk on WTMJ know the difference team tech trust from a fee-only fiduciary website Annexwealth.com. just click that get started button you can start with a complimentary portfolio review from our financial planning team that is a great process shows you where the overlap is where you can gain efficiencies how you can plan for the kind of retirement you want that's what we do for clients and we do a lot for clients one of the things that clients enjoy is annex University joining me is Stephanie Emmons program and events manager at annex wealth management welcome back Stephanie thank
4: you very much Danny
1: so you're like the the dean of Annex University. I
4: like that title. I'm gonna to have to add that to my business card. Yeah, yes, good. absolutely.
1: How do you describe Annex University?
4: So Annex University is out of the idea that financial planning topics can be complicated. And there's a lot of things to consider when making decisions about how to choose a Medicare option, whether or not long-term care is the right choice for you. When should you select Social Security? And so we've created Annex University to take some of these more complex topics and turn them into a course for our clients so they can really get a good understanding of what they're going to be asked to do and how it's going to impact them in their retirement
1: sweet you mentioned a couple and there's various topics of interest for our clients so let's start with one how about Medicare basics
4: exactly Medicare is a labyrinth of information and as soon as you start turning 62 you are going to get mailers almost every day saying select this option choose this plan do these kinds of hoops to jump through and so what we've decided is to offer Medicare basics to our clients who are approaching the age of having to make a selection and talk about the things that are really going to impact how Medicare will be used when they'll Need to use it and what things to consider when making that selection.
1: That's cool. We also do estate planning basics at Annex University.
4: Absolutely. So we have an on-site estate planning attorney, and we offer this course monthly for our clients because, again, it's another topic that is pretty complex. So we go over some of the basics of estate planning, even as as basic as definitions. What is a will? What is a trust? What is a power of attorney? Why would you need to, to have one of those? And then we get into a little bit more of the complex situations about how would you do some asset titling? Who do you name as a fiduciary if you need to have one on an account? And then what happens to your accounts after you've completed retirement and passed on?
1: We're talking with Stephanie Emmons about Annex University, which is an exclusive offering for clients of Annex Wealth Management. Within Annex University, we also do charitable giving.
4: And charitable giving is a new course that we're offering here in 2019 based on some feedback we got from our clients saying... That's a complicated topic as well, and we'd like to know more about it. And so we utilize our specialists here at Annex and and their wealth of knowledge and talk about how can you make charitable donations from an IRA and what's a donor advised fund and should I have one? And we go through some of those topics and some of those concepts with our clients and try to help make it less of a scary topic and something that they feel that they can accomplish and that we are here to help them with that.
1: One that can be kind of simple, but sometimes it can get complex is Social Security. I know we offer that at Annex university
4: social security too you get one chance in the beginning to kind of sign up for these things and and everyone's fearful of doing it wrong so we're here to help we're here to to work through that with you and kind of provide you all the options we can do different financial planning scenarios to see how those different options would impact you and your family and ultimately give you the tools you need to make a decision that will help you sleep at night
1: So we're talking about something called Annex University it's for our clients it's another way that we demonstrate our commitment to client learning because we do a lot of that finally year-end tax planning I had to use the tax word eventually
4: and that's a really scary one for people because the tax laws have changed and there's a lot of different things people can consider whether or not they can make an a Roth IRA should they be converting Roth IRAs again how do you make a charitable giving in an environment that keeps changing how do you realize gains and what's the right strategy and again how Annex can help you make those decisions through your own personal financial plan
1: so I counted like five do you have anything else planned
4: absolutely so we're getting ready actually for the course catalog for 2020 and getting ready to launch a new semester and we're going to offer a couple of new courses in 2020 including a long-term care course we're going to offer some advanced estate planning courses things like what does it mean if you're a power of attorney or if you are a an executor on an estate but those are really things again that clients have asked us for and that are a little complicated and scary for them and we want to make sure that they have the resources they feel comfortable with to navigate through these topics.
1: If clients are listening today, they're interested in Annex University classes, what do they do?
4: We've got all of our Annex University courses on the AnnexWealth.com website. Just click on the Client Center, which also is a tool to get you logged in to view your accounts and see your financial plan and all all those great tools that we offer for our clients. And on the Client Center is a comprehensive list of all of our courses, and you can even register for them right there on the site. We also talk about our courses in the Axiom, which goes out to our clients on Sunday mornings. So we want to make sure that they're paying attention to that and seeing those courses. And again, they can just register right from the link inside of the Axiom. And if that doesn't work or you're more comfortable just talking to your wealth manager, give them a call, send them an email, and we'll get you registered straight away.
1: It's that easy. Stephanie Emmons, Program and Events Manager, talking about Annex University with Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming in.
4: Thank you, Danny. Appreciate it.
1: And website is AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. We do the show to... Um, give you a little insight on what's going on in the markets, tell you a lot about Annex Wealth Management, but also so you can know the difference between Annex and everybody else. It's Team Tech Trust, a fiduciary that is a fee-only advisor. So that is important. Again, AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment
0: insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. You're listening
1: to Money Talk on WTMJ. Team Tech Trust, Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Saturday, August 10th. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, is here. So is Mark Oswald. Time for Ask Annex. Got a question. We love them. We're wide open. Just go to AnnexWealth.com, look for the Ask button, and we will get back to you. Our first one comes from Gary. With the recent trade
2: tensions with China, what are the prospects for Apple going into next year, Derek? Well, we actually think Apple's prospects going to next year are are pretty solid. I mean, it was mentioned this past week that if those 10% tariffs are initiated, that Apple iPhone shipments, for example, would not be exempted. And given the size of that tariff, it's, it's very likely that Apple would absorb some of those incremental costs. But the thing about Apple, I think you really have to look at the underlying fundamentals. Their iPhone growth has been slowing, but it did stabilize last quarter. Their services business is doing better. Their Apple credit card and partnership with Goldman Sachs is just starting to gain traction, which should improve their margins. And their services business has been pretty strong. The reason you want to own Apple isn't really for 2019. It's really for 2020, late 2020, when they roll out their 5G cell phone. And that could be a huge upgrade cycle because basically the existing phones would not function well with a 5G network in place. And that's taking time to to get rolling but once that does i think apple's gonna have a really strong uh, 2020 and 2021 have you seen 5g in operation it's it's in limited places um, but it's amazing right danny you know better than i, I in terms have, I of the speed of these downloads i've only seen videos i haven't seen it yet it better be good for
1: what we've been talking about yeah right? you bet right uh ask annex on money talk our next one is from rich fall tuition is due for our college freshman Do I direct 529 money directly to the school, or do we have it deposited into our checking account? That option seems to generate a 1099. We want to avoid taxes. Well, first off, Rich, welcome. (laughs)
3: Well, well, first of all, thanks for the reminder, because I've got a check to write myself. You know, having done this for a number of years, whether you take it directly from the 529 plan and send it to the university, or whether you put it in your checking account directly, we always did it that way. We put it directly into our checking account As long as the qualified expenses are greater than or equal to to the amount of the distribution, you're going to get a 1099. It's called a 1099-Q. You don't report that to the government. You just put it along with your tax return. So you would take the tuition bill, for instance, and the 1099-Q. I just staple them together, put them right next to each other, and just keep it with the return. You're not going to get a tax reporting as long as you use it for qualified expenses. So don't be afraid of that 1099. I like to take control of the dollars so I can put the timing into when I want to send it to the university.
1: Ask Annex on Money Talk. Our next one is from Deborah My parents are in their mid 80s or on a fixed income. We've heard you talk about negative interest rates on some foreign bonds. Could that happen in the US and what would that
2: mean for people like my parents? Well, it certainly is possible that U.S. rates could could go negative at some point in the future if if rates overseas continue on their downward trajectory. I mentioned earlier that over $15 trillion of sovereign debt has negative yields across the globe, which is 27 percent of global issuance. And that certainly would put downward pressure on rates. Uh, The other thing, though, is, you know, if you own bonds and interest rates go down, the value of those bonds do appreciate. So it's not like you don't get something for nothing. You might have a lower yield, but you're also going to have a higher underlying principle in those bonds. The other side benefit of that also is obviously going to refinance your mortgage, things of that nature, things that are tied to short-term and long-term interest rates. Uh, That would be kind of a bonus for for consumers. But absolutely, you know, right now you see sectors like REITs, consumer staples and utilities trade extremely well because they offer very attractive dividend yields. And it's certainly another reason why we do like dividend paying stocks, because in a a period of low rates where rates could conceivably go lower, those companies look attractive because not only do you get a paycheck from the dividend, which has superior tax benefits, but you also have potential capital appreciation. And we'll squeeze this one in in our last
1: minute. Uh, it's from Michael. My brokerage statement includes a year-to-date rate
3: of return for each stock I own. Does that number include dividend payments? Well, typically not, because what's going to happen is that they're trying to track capital gains or capital losses. So generally what a brokerage firm is going to do is they're going to give you the price you bought the stock, its current price, and then they're going to calculate a point-to-point rate of return. So they're going to say if you bought it for this and, you, it, and it's selling for this plus that, then your rate of return is X, right? And it, you have to then look at dividends. People ignore dividends too often, guys, because they look at it and say the market did – you know, this, this year, because it started at this point, it ended at that point. They forget about the dividends that all those stocks pay. It goes in a total return, and it certainly is a part of what you should consider when you're figuring out how much money you made on a particular position.
1: as Ask Annex this week. If you've got one for us, you can just head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for that Ask button. Uh, send that in, and we'll either get that on the show or we'll get back to you. But again, AnnexWealth.com, Annex Wealth Management. Quite proud to be named to the 2019 edition of the Financial Times 300 Top registered investment advisors know the difference a fee-only fiduciary offices in elm grove mequon lake country appleton downtown inside the fister and if you're listening to us just about anywhere we can use annex everywhere that is simple screen share technology you don't need to meet in person again annexwealth.com team tech trust money talk
0: is straight talk from a local fee-only fiduciary it's time to know the difference
1: this is money talk on wtmj Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust, Annex Wealth Management. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services. Annex Wealth Management is back. Hello, Tom. Hello, Danny. Good to have you here. So we help companies set up their 401k plans. We know good benefits attract and retain employees. We know all that stuff, right? We work hard at that. No question. Yeah, benefits are huge. So business owners, they get a million things going. And they're running their business. So when we can provide 401k services, we can remove that burden and we let companies take care of their core business. And that's got to be good too.
5: Yeah, that's one of the most important things we do is help those, whether they're business owners or HR directors, fill in that void of a lot of the expertise you really need to have if you're going to responsibly offer a retirement plan. We help fill in that void and, and help our clients along the way. Good partner. 401k millionaires. You've seen them. I have. They do exist. We are not talking
1: about unicorns here. It's a real thing. Now, to become a 401k millionaire, and they exist, you can become one. It takes time, but it takes discipline.
5: It does and that's the thing that about 401k plans that uh, you know they're not fun insofar as it does take a long time for your balance to accumulate but the good news is they are intended for something that isn't going to happen for a long time so if you have the patience you will be rewarded for it over time there's no question. I know that uh, in talking with different members of our planning team that many of the portfolios that come in here have these big big 401k's yeah it's not uncommon for the 401k balance to be the largest balance of somebody's you know financial savings even if it is a you know a collection of different 401k balances throughout their career the accumulation of whatever however many of those there is is often the largest chunk Yeah. When I came here, I think mine was a collection of probably four or five different companies and that's the way it should be, right? You go to one, you bring it, you consolidate
1: it. It just makes sense.
5: Yeah, for sure. When you leave your employer, you should take your money with you. The question then becomes, do you roll it into the new plan or do you roll it into an IRA? That's where our team comes in and tries to help you figure out which of those is the better route to go for you. But first things first, when you leave, take it with you. Let's get back to the four hundred and one k millionaire, and to become one, it takes discipline. It takes time, and it takes discipline. Let's talk about the discipline part. Well, it's just consistency, and I tell people all the time. You know, I say this over and over again. There is a difference between simplicity and ease. Saving money is not easy, but it is really simple with a 401k plan. You decide how much you're going to put in. They start taking it out of your paycheck. They put it right into your account. All you need to do is pull the trigger the first time around to get the ball rolling. It does take that discipline, but once you get going, it just kind of does it for you. You know, Not that you shouldn't check in every now and then, but yeah, discipline is absolutely key. So we're in really good times right
1: now, but... But cycles go up and cycles go down and part of that discipline is having that mindset
5: that market declines happen and they do happen there are steps you can take there are and and one of them is to maybe not take any drastic action depending on what's going on so that's one of the things we help people a lot with you know obviously we focus on the employers help them get their uh, job done as it pertains to running the 401k plan but then the most fun part of our job is turning to the employees and say, okay, how can we help you take advantage of this benefit? A big part of that is how much are you going to put in? Are you going to do Roth or pre-tax if that's available in the plan? But then how are you going to go about investing your money? You know, I actually wrote a blog about this a while back on our website, but we all react the same way to a good market. Yay! You know, but we do not all react the same way when things go down. People react differently to those adverse times in the market, right? And what I always try to help people understand is try to be honest with yourself on the front end so that when those rough times come, and they do come eventually, that you'll be positioned and you won't start reacting violently to what happens in the market and get yourself in a bad spot. So there's a 401k plan and then everybody should have a plan for their 401k for sure. Yeah, especially because it is such a big part of it, but you know, when it's it's not a set it and forget it sort of investment vehicle. You don't need to be checking it all the time. It is different from a brokerage account in that regard, but you do want to keep an eye on it and make sure that things are moving along over time, that it's fitting into your overall financial plan.
1: Business owners, CFOs, HR professionals, if you're listening, Annex Wealth Management is an asset when it comes to your 401 plan. So our commitment to service doesn't end when that plan
5: goes into place. No, that is an ongoing affair. And so what people need to understand, we talk a lot about fiduciary here at Annex Wealth Management because we act in a fiduciary capacity. The thing that's interesting with 401 plans is if you are in a decision-making capacity, you are also a fiduciary. And we, we are here to offload some of those fiduciary responsibilities when it comes to the investment But you can never get yourself off the hook completely. So part of the cool thing about our team is the experience that we have in the industry. We have a lot of insight where we can help those employers with that ongoing maintenance and improvement and keeping up with all the, the changes in the industry as well as the changes in legislation and regulation and things like that because what we would really like to do is produce another round of 401k millionaires because it's possible so
1: and if you're a business owner a cfo and hr professional if you want to attract and retain employees
5: tom parks and his team are ready to rock we are and it's a lot of fun that's a big thing for us is we try to make it fun. You know, telling people you need to save more isn't always the most fun thing to hear, but we do, you know, when you start learning how these things work, you can make it fun, and I think that that experience for the employees is a big thing that we bring to the table. They start to appreciate the benefit even more once they get to understand it better. This stuff isn't rocket science, but unless someone's explaining it to you, you're probably not going to figure it out, so that that is a big role that we play, and it's, like I said, it's one of the favorite things uh, that we do for our team. Need some help? Annex can help. Tom
1: Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you.
5: If you thought that that
1: uh, interview was a good one and you want to share it with somebody, like maybe you've got a, a son, daughter, grandkids, that uh, it might make sense to hear how to be a 401k millionaire, that'll be on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and then add in Annex Wealth Management. And uh, once you're there, you can search through all of our topics. It's a very, very very good collection of lots of good information. Again, go to YouTube and put in annexwealth.com or Annex Wealth management. Annexwealth.com is our website. Click that get started button and we'll get going next week with you. W277CV and WTMJ, Milwaukee. From the
0: Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. A Baron's Top Advisor, a member of the Financial Times Top 300, and a Journal Sentinel Top Workplace know the difference. This is Money Talk on
1: WTMJ. Team Tech Trust, this is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Saturday, August 10th. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, still riding along with us, our Chief Investment Officer, and Mark Oswald.
3: A lot of people, uh, they credit us with being in a firm that's really committed to education and talking through the, the jargon sometimes. And, you know, when, when we, we get deep into this industry, as you and I have been for decades and decades, it's easy for us to have conversations about things that use phrases that kind of get away from us because we understand what we're talking about. A guy just recently asked me, he was talking to me at a, at a social event, and he said, I hear you talk about moving averages the 200 day and the 200-day and the 50-day, and maybe we just go through that. For a lot of people, they're going to understand that already, but for those people that could use a little insight into what those terms mean, talk a little bit about the moving averages and why we look at them. Well,
2: there are two moving averages that people talk about the most. Typically, the 50-day moving average, which essentially is the moving average of prices over the prior 10 weeks, which is roughly a quarter. And the 200-day moving average, which is a much longer-term, less sensitive, but more trend-oriented indicator. And essentially, if you go back in time and do studies, you find that if you sold stocks when they closed a month below the 200-day moving average, you avoided essentially every bear market that's ever occurred. The danger, however, is that can be late. So a lot of damage is done before potentially that moving average is breached. So what we do is we look at the 200-day in context with a 50 and essentially try to determine the strength of a trend. So for example, the other night, Monday, I believe, the Dow did close below its 200-day moving average, but then bounced off it as a sign of support. So that's a good sign for technicians. And it's also a way we marry companies any fundamentals with the technical backdrop. Typically, if a company is doing well, it's going to trade above its 200-day moving average. If it's not, it's probably going to trade below. And historically, a lot of these algorithms that people talk about are based on things like that. So it's just another thing that we look at, part of the mosaic, and when we build portfolios and think tactically about our holdings and potential holdings.
3: When I think about stock market charts, you think about them in terms of many years or even in the short term, it's that mountain chart, right? So it's the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs, that moving average is kind of a way of of looking at it as a hill as opposed to a mountain. And it kind of looks like a gradual climb up as opposed to some of the volatility you see. So it provides support. It gives you kind of a pathway to where the markets might be going over a longer period of time.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the reasons we think the next six to eight weeks during the slow summer season can be challenging is right now we are above the 200-day moving average on the S&P 500, but we're below the 50. We challenged the 50 late in the week on the bounce we saw on Thursday and early Friday. Friday. But there are other sectors, for example, small cap stocks are actually trading below their 200-day moving average, as are emerging markets, which is a sign of distribution, a sign of investors selling. So, you know, another thing I'll always look at is, okay, how far away from these averages are they? Are are they a couple of standard deviations away on the upside or the downside? Because that can create
3: opportunities, well, either to lighten positions or to add opportunistically. Okay, thinking about the last couple of minutes of the show here, Moving into next week, talk about opportunities. What are we doing with our investment committee? What did we do this last week to take advantage of those opportunities? What should people focus on going into next week?
2: Well, in our equity income strategy this past week, we actually raised some cash. We sold two tech companies that reported somewhat disappointing guidance and have some exposure to China. Remember, the, the tech sector has more exposure to China than any other sector of the S&P 500. We also eliminated a health care company that, again, had... Had so so results, but you know, with the political football starting to be thrown around and, and the role of government and healthcare likely to become a major political issue, we felt that reducing our allocation to healthcare made some sense. And finally, we sold a chemical company that is basically facing pricing pressure. So this is going to set us up, hopefully, to buy some of our better
3: names on weakness should this past weakness persist into the following weeks so when we raise cash in our investment committee does that mean we're afraid of the markets going forward is that a sign that we're going to cash or is that positioning yourself for future opportunities i'd
2: like to think it's the latter certainly we weren't afraid it's it's more of a, a question of you know many of the names that we like a lot have gone up a lot you know the s and is still up 18 percent for the year earnings have been flattish, so the valuation support for stocks isn't what it was at the beginning of the year, so that's just going to give us a potential to strengthen our portfolio names we have much greater conviction in.
3: You always have a little concern that people hear things differently than what you say, and I don't want anyone to think that we're going to cash in our portfolios what we're doing right now is being tactical, being strategic booking some gains that we've had in some of these stocks over the couple of years that we've owned them. When you sell stocks sometimes you're selling stocks to buy a better stock. You try to reposition yourself to take advantage of the world that you see your worldview going forward over the next six months or a year. So those are the opportunities that are out there. I would invite people if you've not done a portfolio review or not remeasured your risk tolerance given the volatility we're seeing in the markets right now. It'd be a great opportunity to have that free portfolio review whether you're working with us or some other advisor, it would be a good opportunity to look at rebalancing. The markets are up generally for the year. The bond markets haven't participated quite as much as the stock markets have. It's possible you're out of balance, and take advantage right now of the opportunity to get yourself back into balance as we head into the late parts of 2019 and into 2020. It could be a bumpy ride. It'd be a good time to take advantage of that opportunity
1: for sure. And there you go. We're out of time at 10:59. Have a great week. Again, the website annexwealth.com. Click that. Get started button. Advice and
0: opinions expressed during Money Talk are solely that of the hosts or guests of Annex Wealth Management and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC.